You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that speaks to the people behind the movements, organisations and ideas that are shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Hey, Joe. Hey, Pat. We're back. We are back. <laughs> Camera's back. Lockdown's lifted in Vic. Here yes, we are. Yes. So apologies to our friends in New South Wales who, I mean, they're going oh, through our, our winter, aren't they, really, that we yeah. had they had last year. So, you know, a lot of the people that I've been speaking to up in New South Wales through work and kind of personal relationships, it's certainly, it's a, it's a trying time. And, you know, having, I guess it's kind of lived through that. You kind of, it's almost like watching it happen to, to people you care about. In some ways it's, it's worse because it's like a secondhand experience, but you know exactly probably what their emotional state is. yeah it's a bit like watching well the situation unfolds felt a bit like watching a really slow crane train crash like and then you just feel for all the passengers on board that train um yeah i think everyone sort of witnessed it and yeah and you feel like that kid from that um bruce willis movie i see (laughs) i see see covid crisis coming yeah yeah so it's kind of it's felt it's felt a bit like that yeah so thoughts out to everyone in sydney who's going stir crazy and and Mm. struggling because it's not easy no no no. but it's been a minute for us hasn't it i mean it's been absolutely crazy so things with you are kind of absolutely flying and you know certainly things kind of on on my end have been fairly hectic as well but it's it's lovely to to be back and having a chat like yeah the juxtaposition to last year last year was pretty wild and so it's nice to be here yeah and it brings us in we've had rumination as of last episode about what we're doing here true and it's nice to be back in the studio it is but before we get into that though tell me this just very quickly do you feel like you have more time um last year so did you feel like the time moved slower or do you feel that kind of like now kind of like it's just kind of normal normal life things have kind of gotten faster because we just kind of come out of that two-week lockdown but it felt more like a a speed bump some weird kind of it was a sprint for me yes there's a lot going on at home and work and everything yeah we've got a bub coming on we've got a lot of work this time round of this lockdown yeah started the business full pelt last year and that was sort of getting a lot of a lot of foundations ordered but this lockdown small one just felt like a sprint I think I went a bit insane, but it was good. It was short. <laughs> yeah. How about for you? Yeah, like I, I would agree. Like I think it kind of, it kind of felt like tapping um, tapping back into something that you didn't really want to tap into. You know, I think we like we've spoken about this before, but there's a there's a survival thing. What whatever happens, yeah. like <laughs> I call it the Dan Andrews continuum. So yeah. like the more like the more I see Dan Andrews in my life, <laughs> the less my mental health is is good so it's kind of like there's a direct correlation between more dan less well right and so that's kind of you know what i've started talking about because i think it's a nice way to kind of open up the discussion particularly with like um the men in your life yeah that don't really want to talk about their mental health i found that's kind of been a nice little opener to to start that conversation because it's kind of it's a bit of a laugh you know you're kind of you're exposing like i mean because i find it i find it just this weird thing where kind of the world as you said like it feels panicky, a bit anxiety filled. You're not really sure what it's doing, but you still got all of these responsibilities and all the stuff to do and you just got to get on with it. For sure. Well, on that note and staying yeah. true to it, um, I reckon the reason why I was feel like I was running a race was I didn't realize it for a while until I was sitting down and chatting with my partner. Yeah. She's like, I reckon you've just been 
really busy doing this sprint as a coping mechanism. Like I had lots to do, but yep. tried to shorten that time to do a lot because mm-hmm. um, that was my mentality last year. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and yeah, it was definitely a coping mechanism yep. in terms of just keeping going, not processing because yeah, it's hard. Last year was hard reflecting on what last year was. So yeah, really hearts out to Sydney siders what they're going to go through. Yeah, for um, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people need to speak openly about that mental struggle because a lot of people do and are struggling. Yeah. Um, no, I find yeah, it's good that you say that because I mean I can definitely relate to that. It's like the the you take on tasks and it's it tends to be that you give them <clears throat> I guess more weight in in the thing, right? And it's, you know, like I've been thinking a lot about that and it is definitely a way to cope. But it's also life feels like it could like it's almost like it feels like it could finish right it feels like and i think that's the kind of like it's very it feels primal like i don't i don't claim to understand it Mm. but it feels like you get to this point where like you know i mean you have been incredibly busy doing all these things i have as well but it's about it's not about what it's about it's not about the thing that you're actually doing it's about that you believe something is coming at least on my end yeah i think you're tapping onto something like the energy stores that i had and just the the go was i don't know i think it's like it definitely wasn't diesel because it wasn't (laughs) i wasn't like topping up the tank it was this finite energy that was sitting in my heels somewhere you're like a tesla mate you just instant (laughs) (laughs) don't know about that but yeah just there's something primal in there there's some chemical floating about that makes you get a bit weird yeah yeah so i mean if others have had that experience it's it's you know i think it's it's just great to kind of talk about it i think we've all all been through that in terms of it's at some at some level because it does feel like the energy is different and the energy is obviously it's very contained in terms of the space that you're in if you have kids you've got their kind of um you know their stuff that they're bringing into it as well and the whole cocktail feels you know just doesn't feel normal but then you step back into the world and you're like oh yeah so it's i don't know yeah you sort of close that door and then go it's gone yeah 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 so i wonder what that weekend will be like uh and how long it'll hold but i think from a listener's perspective Mm. uh, or anyone i'm gonna take that dan andrews tact and open the conversation up with some of my mates because it's a a good one and a hard one i think a lot of while in my world a lot of blokes do struggle to have those mental health checks like you don't want to bring it down but you want to talk about it it's a hard one to do so that's a good tack with the dan and the (laughs) the The more i see dan the less well i feel you're listening to bau business as unusual the podcast that speaks to the people behind the movements organizations and ideas that are shifting the way we think interact and transact your hosts patrick beggs of per production a production house that works with organisations to create media that strengthens culture and communicates that culture to the world. And Joe Rogers, CEO of The Contenders, a brand agency famous for crafting brands which deliver results for those who work for them, shop for them and support them. For more information, head to baupod.co. And if you find this podcast insightful, please help us by telling a friend and rating us on iTunes. Thank you. Now back to our conversations. Suppose moving on mm. to where we are today and taking on that tact of things growing, changing and moving and 
BAU being no exception to the rule, we are starting a new process. And this time, I'm going to be chatting to you, Joe, and asking you about what's been happening in your world and what's been changing and getting your perspective on on things. And business for you has been growing. I know last pandemic things sort of really ground for a bit and you were freaking out i was there with you just watching and trying to help support yeah literally lend an ear and watch you go through it because momentum was such a hard thing for everyone in pandemic but you worked really hard i think you found that stores in the in the heels and push 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 <laughs> yeah, push. i did i did yeah and business really went through the roof as a result of that and you've come out into this year in newfound land yeah and but I was hoping you could just tell us how the business started. Just give the listeners a sense of where Joe Rogers started <laughs> way back when this business started. Like, what was going on? What was life like? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like, I think, I mean, there's there's probably two answers to that. There's kind of, there's the, there's the, what I would say is like the positioning story, which, I mean, you can just look on our website for that. So, I'm not, I'm not going to get into that. I think it's, yeah. it's better to tell the kind of the personal story that, that sits behind it. And I think, you know, it's like anything i i saw and you know a different way to do stuff but yet it was more personal than it was necessarily industry like i mean the gap in the industry was really clear um to kind of build a new type of kind of brand consultancy that was kind of actually could take in strategic smarts and kind of operate in terms of at a management consultancy level and execute creatively like that's crystal clear but then it's all the stuff um that's in your way of doing that because I think the hardest part with anything is actually starting right when you kind of you sit there you know I must have thought for years when I was working at my former company because I mean you know it's I was really grateful for the opportunity but the culture there was always a bit off there's this really strange thing between kind of the UK and kind of we were like the the kind of the colony you know it felt like there was always going to be a Boston Tea Party moment at, at some point where kind of you know the actual colonists were going to be like well we're actually doing all of the work while we're paying taxes back to the kind of the uh the crown back in back in the uk and it felt it felt like that um but it was also then just the exhaustion of being on the on the kind of the treadmill the constant travel etc and it becomes somehow that you adapt to that and in adapting to it i guess you know i kind of had a few wake up moments where you know i'd come back from a trip you know i'd been in asia quite a bit and i'd come back and you know i had a child and i'd be like oh, i'd rather sleep all day than play with my kid you know and it's, so there's just some real light bulb moments like that where you know kind of um you know i'd be with ava and i just wouldn't have the energy and i was like was well, this really what it's what it's about and then you know it's it's a real gut check right it's actually do i actually have um you know the i guess it in me to to start this and actually kind of get something something moving so putting anything into momentum is the hardest part of of anything whether that's you know in surfing when you turn and start to paddle it's the first two strokes that make all all the difference right it's that you're not going to catch up the wave if you don't kind of turn and go right and and so, but even stuff like that, like I, I kind of read more stuff around that, like people who, um, you know, like I've got this book, which is based on Eddie Akau, um, you know, it's called Eddie Would Go. And it's like, I love that kind of terminology. And I remember reading that at that point in time, kind of starting the business and just being like, well, what's the worst that's actually going to happen to me? I mean, unfortunately, he actually died, <laughs> but not surfing, right? It's just kind of, they actually, he, he, you know, very heroically actually tried to swim the shore when they're doing one of those outrigger um, canoes things between the islands right so he he lost himself in doing what he what he was and so it was it was more about that and then kind of you know i think 
um, yeah, I think, you know, in hindsight, I started it 50, 50, um, with, with someone and I shouldn't have done that. I think I did that out of, um, my own fear, like truly out of my, out of my own fear, not necessarily out of a rational assessment of the other person's skill. And that kind of created, um, speed bumps down, down the road that, mm. you know, people around me told me that on, on day one, they're like, well, you're, you're going to be the energy behind this. So why, why are you doing that? But I think it was just a very, you know, would would someone come with me, you know, kind of style, style of approach. So I felt I needed someone to go, I, I needed someone to come with me, um, and I didn't really think about the consequences of that. So that's you know that's kind of the was I guess the business had two start points. That was the first one, it was kind of getting it off the ground, and it was it was a struggle. It was an absolute struggle because you kind of go and you don't realize that what you're actually racing. Um, anyone who starts a business, um, what you're racing is cash flow. You're racing burn. Whether you're doing a tech startup, whether you're kind of building a community group whatever it is is that your time is bought through money so you know in like a, a startup world they call it runway you know but the reality of that is that runway is always there um really what you're actually doing is you've got a receding boundary coming towards you in terms of that so you've got to get something up you've got to actually get it get it moving in a period of time and you know we were fortunate enough to to get it moving just in time and probably you know through through some struggles with like our ex-employer etc like there was a lot of hurdles that we had to overcome so it went very quickly from like being fearful of the idea to then having that just drive of that if i i'm already committed so if i don't do this this is all going to come falling down right and that's I mean that's such a um, such a burden actually, and when I look back on it, kind of like to to carry that, you know, it was it went from one state of kind of being fearful to do it, mm -hmm. and then kind of having that exhilaration. I mean, you know, this we always talk about surfing, but that exhilaration of when you actually make a gigantic wave, you know, of kind of that first little bit. But then as you actually um, start to track and you start to set your bottom turn, there's also this moment where you literally your guts almost end up feeling like they're in in your head, um, and that was kind of the second part of it, which is this like oh like wow you know now i've got all of this to kind of actually actually go through and you know i had you know i had a kid i had a mortgage i had all of these things that were piled on top so i couldn't it felt anyway i'm sure it could have um but i couldn't fail so mm. that is a very different drive and and mentality did you feel that gear change in those guts just yeah mm -hmm. it sounds like you've had two phases of that i think inhibition fear just whether you had the goal to do it and hence sort of looking for a partnership that might have not been there yeah and then when you did make that drop sounds like and from chatting to you mm. you kicked into another gear and that is the surfing joke that i have seen it just goes yeah um and you sort of let go of that other fear but you sort of put the fear of responsibility of failing to drive you is that true do you reckon I well, I th yeah, I haven't really thought about it, but like until you've just said that, but it does, you know. I mean, I I trust off at first blush broadly, and that rings true, yeah. um, to to me. I think it was it's was very um, it didn't feel safe, but it felt, but I did actually trust 
myself, right? I was just like, if I can find a way, right? So it's kind of part of it was actually about surrender. Like part of it was very much about kind of going, I'm in, like, I've just, I've got to make it now. There's no, there's no choice. Like I've just, I don't have a choice. All I actually have to choose is just, I got to keep going, right? And kind of working with this thing that's now, that's now chasing me. Like I'm, I'm on the rails. But then by doing that, it's kind of, it just, I took on everything, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of kind of, you know, just um, taking on kind of running the business in terms of kind of actually building a proper P&L, kind of building all of its intellectual property, building its client base and, you know, kind of um, building kind of its relationships around it and all of that type of stuff. And it just became something in and of itself. Right. So, mm-hmm. yes, I was I was home more. I was more connected. But the, you know. Building a business is hard. If anyone tells you any different, they're just lying. It doesn't <laughs> doesn't come easy, and there's no such thing. You know, it's like the. I know this kind of gets challenged now, which is great, but there's no such thing as an overnight success story. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're now nine years in, and it's really only been, you know, in the kind of last couple of years where things have really become like we're proper business now. And how does that feel? We're fast forwarding through a lot of period here, yeah. and that that feeling of. I'm getting that image of the surfer who can relate to somehow they've lucked into a massive wave. They've got yep. the set wave. Yep. They've timed things and they've gone. Yeah. And then you're up that line and you sort of now, I don't know if you're enjoying the ride. This could still be a big arm to come, but <laughs> yeah. you've sort of taken a Do you feel like you're taking a moment to just, it sounds like where the business is at mm. and you're stepping into a new role. It's growing. Yeah. Is it your confidence has grown now and you're ready to chase that line down? Or how does that compare if we keep it on that analogy of the surfing analogy yeah, where okay. the guts yeah. were in your head for a bit? Yep. Once you made that initial drop, you've gone. Guts in the head. Are the guts now back in the tummy, do you feel? or Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I guess I would kind of make the analogy. It's like, you know, we kind of went through this part where it was like very steep drop, very, very difficult. And it was probably not a wave really that if in hindsight, I maybe should have taken to begin with, <laughs> right? I was very deep, <laughs> right? Very, very deep, but I made it, yeah. right? And then kind of like over the years, you realize that kind of like, you know, you're bombing along on a on a very dry sucking reef <laughs> and you're making it though. You're like, you're ahead of it. Like you're ahead of the lip. And so you're kind of like, you're okay, but you realize like you know full well, if you take your foot off, off the gas you are gonna get absolutely like you know martha lavinia-esque work right which pat knows what i mean by that so it's kind of that's what's gonna happen right but then on the other side of that what i did discover was that it's the paddle back out so i think kind of got off the end of the kind of the first wave which was really driven by fear and adrenaline and then it's kind of like you have at the end of it you have that moment of kind of settled reflection where you're just like oh wow and this question about do you want to do this again was actually the question. And that's when, you know, I kind of went, yeah, I do, but I, I don't want to do it by myself. And I want it to kind of be about a strong set of values. And I want it to be able to create value for not just me, but also kind of other other families. So that was really the second second part was kind of, you know, then going, well, I don't want to do it by myself means, you know, bringing in other investors, you know, who kind of actually care about the business and will actually help it grow to take some of the pressure off me. It means about creating a way that staff can actually participate, you know, in kind of the value growth and, you know, be able over time to involve them more and more in it. And I think that was kind of the, the almost the reflection kind of paddling, paddling back out, you know, to kind of the thing. But, you know, the, the adrenaline probably didn't really wear off, right? It was just still kind of sitting there. And then COVID came along. And, you know, it felt exactly the same, right? It felt, you know, and I think, you know, I realized, I guess, and that's why I really put my head down 
over the ball kind of over the last year, you know, to whatever detriment I just said to everyone in my life, as you know, is that like, this is going to happen, you know, and we're going to pull ourselves through to the, to the other side. And it's, but it was exactly the same thing. Right. And it's, it's, it's weird that my response, although I've had a lot of time to kind of reflect on it came from exactly the same place. Yeah, really did. It came from this, I'm going to get run over if I don't make this happen. Yeah. And you've, I suppose now, do you feel like you're on that paddle back out again? Yeah, I do. I do. I very much do. And it's, in in a in a really kind of good good way yeah. you know i mean i think the world's a very very kind of messy messy place at the moment but i've always tried to find you know no matter what i've tried to find my own way through things and make my own decisions and you know now i've i feel like i'm kind of able to put much more you know into into family having more time you know and it's you know i always don't really like talking about this stuff because it comes it can read as a as a cliche but your kids get get to a certain point and they actually need you around right they actually need you to you know even if it's just being um dad who drives me places i'm really happy to be dad who drives me places and that's what i want to want to be doing right is actually that i'm you know i'm happy to be um the taxi yeah, yeah you'd be a good taxi just don't want dad's taxi plates yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah, it's not a burden it's a it's a privilege right it really it really is to kind of you know and i think that's that's what's fun about it now is that i kind of have that balance between you know work is is going well but is incredibly um gifted and talented team who actually work inside the business day to day it's got other people around it who really care about his success so it's not just me um and, but then i do have a bit more time to kind of engage in in other stuff mm. and so that must feel amazing i suppose looking at that and have that sense of reflection because it's in if it is like that surfing feel and i can really relate to that obviously not the years on the wave but that feeling of dropping and going um but when you get that reflection moment when you finished a wave is is a beautiful time and to have that nearly Mm. to have that twice now is pretty special and then to have that reflection on just Mm. what you've created and have that feeling of where the business is going and who's invested. You've sort of created a bit of an ecosystem. That's what I feel like businesses often are successful ones. And yes. Encouraging um, all different levels to be involved and care about that thing. Yeah. No, I, I think it's really, I think it's about sharing, right? It's the, you know, it's, I think businesses, they actually go wrong um, because I think, you know, the founder or the person who started it, they think it's about them, right? They think it's, they think it's about them. Whereas reality is, is that it's, it's effort and it's luck, right? Those are the two things that have to come together. And anyone, you know, I always like, it's like the Guy Ross thing on like, um, you know, how did you build this? Yeah. We always ask them, you know, about the, the, like, were you lucky or were you this? And, you know, the people that broadly annoy the shit out of me as they've been talking are always like, no, it's not luck, right? Whereas the people who actually you kind of go, yeah, you know, it's it's luck, right? Yes, they had to work hard, but everyone works hard, you know, at, at some level. Most people are out there trying to do the right thing for themselves and for their family, but it's it's you know it's luck yeah. it comes it comes together somehow and of course there's a correlation between hard work and luck in terms of that the harder you work the more opportunity comes your way because the more open you are to it and the more engaged in it you are 
of course that's true but you have to get lucky but then over time it's about how that luck gets shared around with with people right so that kind of the the um you know the kind of the chinese thing about prosperity is best shared in that kind of you know people around you can actually kind of share in that somehow and if you just try to keep it to yourself it's inevitably you know i mean the most probably the you know the unhappiest people i know in my life are on paper the most successful right and then the most successful sure financially but that's a very small metric that you should measure your life by also joey i think we can go into it on another episode is just how you have structured that business sure. but on that note if you just hold face for one second right. i got something all right Oh, Max. Oh, my God. That is amazing. It'll help you on your paddle out, I reckon. Oh, mate, that's made my week, my year. <laughs> oh, you are a legend. So, it's just you. a little reminder. I don't think you need it, but go the road, just road. <laughs> yeah, so if you have another crossroads, then I think, yeah, just oh. trust yourself. You've done real well. So. Thank you. Thanks, well Patty. done, man. Oh, mate, that is beautiful. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't, yeah, I can't quite put that into, into words. So, um, yeah, for those of you who don't know, it's kind of, it's always, we'll pop it up there for now. Perfect. It's always been a thing, like kind of every time I see one of those, I'm like, oh, I should go and grab that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, something. there you go. Thank you, sir. That yeah. So on that funny. note, well done, Joe. Thank you, Pat. worked bloody hard and brought a lot of people along. So. Oh, mate. Thank you so much. For sure. Oh, it's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to BAU Business As Unusual. Subscribe and learn more at baupod.co. That's B-A-U-P-O-D dot co.